Welcome to the Sex and Astrology Podcast. I'm Brandy Joy, your host. And today we're talking about your 2024 horoscopes. And this video is for Virgos. So if you are Virgo rising, this would be the most accurate. But if you don't know your rising sign, that's okay. Whether you're a Virgo, Virgo sun, right? Or a Virgo moon, this can also apply to you. All right. So for Virgos, um, we have Pluto going into Aquarius right now. So um, January 20th of 2024, Pluto finally shifts over into Aquarius. And uh, that will be happening until September 1st. Once we hit September, um, Pluto will shift a little bit back over into Capricorn, where it's been for the past uh, since 2008. And then it, in November, it will go back. Pluto takes a very, very long time, about 20 years to go through a sign. So as it goes through, uh, you know, your Aquarius um, sign, it will be affecting you in your sixth house. Okay. And this will be for the next 20 years, right? Uh, so it's been affecting you in your fifth house uh, since 2008. And that would be romance, love, pleasure, creativity, sex, and dating, and also children. Um, so that would be your fifth house since 2008 that you've had affected, right? Those are the topics that have been transforming for you. Um, but now uh, we have it going into your sixth house. And so as it goes into your sixth house right now, um, it is about transforming things like skill development, um, the workplace, your work, um, service to others. So let's talk about all of this, your mental health, <laughs> your health. All right, so uh, Pluto uh, going into your sixth house is going to be a very profound shift for you over the next 20 years. Uh, transformations in the workplace are going to happen for you. Um, so this could involve changing job roles, um, power dynamics at work. Um, it, it could be, um, you know, that you realize that work is stressing you out and affecting your health because this is the house of health and the house of work. Um, so uh, there's going to be realizations over the next 20 years. So this is a different type of transit. It's not a regular like, you know, day to day transit. This is a very, very long term transit that um, changes you on a very deep level. OK, so there may be a very intense focus coming in for you, maybe in health, wellness, um, your well-being, uh, stress levels and things like that. Um, it could be your physical health as well. So this is the house of, of health. So it involves physical and mental health. Um, so this can affect your, your lifestyle. It can affect your daily habits, your daily rituals, um, and even healing practices. Okay. You might find that you are reassessing how you approach your daily activities, your habits, and uh, your daily rituals and everything. Trying to get more control over them. Trying to get into a better um, you know, system for yourself so that you feel better, so that you are healthier. This is going to be something that's just going to come up for you over these next 20 years as it's shifting into your sixth house of health. Um, it's, it's also very associated with service to others and helping others. So um, Pluto in your six will prompt you to reevaluate how you contribute to other people's well-being. And it will also, um, it, can, it can lead to even more service to others path. Because the service to others path is sixth house. And so this could be that all of a sudden over the next 20 years, you end up being a teacher or a mentor 
or um, in some way service to others. It could be that you take on a new kind of role where become you become more service oriented. Um, so power struggles can happen in the workplace at this time. Um, it can really um, help you to realize where the imbalances are in your life with Pluto in the sixth. Um, and that can be a good thing because then you can realize what you need to adjust, right? Um, it can inspire you to develop new skills or get better at certain skills that you need to get better at. Um, so deepen some of your existing skills. You can start working more on certain skills. And this can give you um, more empowerment in your life, more mastery in your professional and your daily life. So the sixth house is very much a, a mastery kind of house. So this is your time to develop mastery of your body, of your mind, of your daily habits and lifestyle, so that you be can, can become the best version of you. You know, the sixth house is so um, fragile of a house in terms of like, if you're not, you know, really working on the sixth house and making sure that you're eating right and exercising and just doing some of the normal good things for yourself, that's when your your health gets affected, your mental and your physical health, right? So I always tell people to be careful, you know, make sure that you pay attention to your sixth house because this can be the the place where you need to develop better lifestyle habits, you know, better, you know, eating and, and things like that. All right. Uh, so that was, that was your next 20 years, right? Let's, let's talk about Pisces and um, Saturn. Saturn is going, is uh, in Pisces, right? And that has been going on since March of 2023, this past year, and it will be going on until May of 2025. So Saturn in Pisces means that it's in your seventh house of relationships. <laughs> All right. So this year, uh, this is a very uh, important year for relationships for you. And um, it's it's already been going on, you know, um, probably you noticed it maybe in last spring, or maybe last summer, all of a sudden relationships came to the forefront for you. Um, so Saturn transiting in a house like relationships and partnerships can bring about a lot of lessons for you in that area, a lot of test in that area where you learn to be a better version of you. It really emphasizes um, your ability to commit, your ability to be authentic in relationships, your ability to be responsible in your relationships. Um, so there's a focus on establishing like a good foundation in your commitments. And that can be through marriage. It can be through um, just uh, contracted relationships, like it could be a business partnership and stuff that comes up, any kind of relationships and partnerships, especially contracted ones, uh, long-term ones, uh, ones that you might actually uh, commit to and contract. Um, today, not as many people are getting married as they used to, so it can just be long-term relationships, partnerships as well. Um and even potential ones, right? It could be ones that um, are karmic. Um, maybe you learn from them and stuff. But um, Saturn transiting your seventh, it will bring a, a lot of tests, like I was saying. And ultimately, it can help you to realize what you, who you need to be in relationships and ultimately strengthen your current relationships um, or become a better partner for people you want to be with, right? Um, so Saturn the seventh, um, it can also, like I was saying, impact your professional relationships, especially if it's like a business partnership. But, you know, there may be a need to establish like um, 
some good boundaries in your relationships. Um, it could be that um, also you could experience isolation during this time. You could be, a, there could be like a sense of loneliness when Saturn is going through your seventh house. Um, there could be a lot of distance in your relationships where you feel um, you, where you feel like, uh, you know, rejected or just isolated or lonely possibly. And it's important to address that um, because that is, um, you know, that's something where it's like, okay, you need to go in and reevaluate and see what you need to do to be better at your relationships or maybe pick better partners or realize that, hey, when you get with somebody, um, if there's red flags, you like pay attention and then put your foot down about them instead of just going, oh, well, you know, give them an excuse or something. You got to be careful of that. And so Saturn will teach you about these things um, as it goes through your seventh house. It teaches you how to be a better partner and also how to evaluate what a good partner is for you. Um, and it can mark a, a lot of, you know, endings and new beginnings for you. Some relationships may undergo transformations um, leading to more commitment, leading to good realizations and healthy relationships. Um, but some relationships may um, be just karmic and end right? Your goals and your expectations in relationships can really grow during this transit. So you may reassess what you truly value in your partnerships and even work towards your relationships even more. Um, so it's it's not that they need to end necessarily, but um, sometimes they can end if maybe you realize that that person wasn't right for you, or it could be that you um, realize something happens and you realize that you messed up too and that you need to actually work on that area as well, right? So Saturn is the teacher. And so it's teaching you all this year in terms of your relationships and partnerships. And that's already been going on since last spring and it will be going on until, you know, next year. So you got, a, you got some time there. <laughs> Just know that it is affecting you and your house of relationships. Then we have the eclipses this year. Every year we have two eclipse seasons, and so you'll have the eclipse season, and um, right now we have the fall and the spring, right? So the houses that are going to be affected for you have to do with your finances and also other people. <laughs> so this ties right in with that seventh house stuff, right, with your partnerships and relationships. So in October of 2023, you actually had an eclipse happen in your second house, and um, it was October 14th, actually. It had Libra, Libra eclipse at 21 degrees. It was a new moon solar eclipse. And that could, you know, and, and so just so you know, there are other things in your chart. I am not looking at your personal chart. So there could be planets and some of this stuff that's affecting other things and everything. But I'm just giving you the, the basic gist of your horoscope in terms of like where it's going in your house systems. Okay, so where's the probable location? that you're being affected. And so you're being affected in your second house with this eclipse. And so when it happened in October, right, you probably had some significant shifts in the area of personal resources and money, um, your values and your self-worth. Okay. So eclipses in the second house are all about financial transformations, um, income changes, spending habits come up, um, a reassessment of your financial priorities comes to the forefront. 
So you might have had, um, you know, an un unexpected opportunities or even challenges in that area. Um, maybe things got better or maybe things got a little more challenging for you in the house of resources, money, and also um, your values and your spending habits and everything. But the second house is associated, you know, with your value system. So a reevaluation of your core values and what you truly prioritize in life could have definitely come up. So for instance, it could be, um, you know, core values have to do with things like, you know, honesty and authenticity and, and things like that um, could come up, um, could be a, you know, a big shift in your perspective on material possessions, or it could be a big shift in your perspective on your self-worth and your value system. But um, this is really about reassessing your worthiness, reassessing your skills and your talents and stuff too. Um, but it's about, you know, coming into a better appreciation of yourself and really feeling good about who you are at a core level. And so the eclipses, um, they'll bring changes um, for you that, that spur you to really pay attention to that area, right? It can prompt you, for instance, to, because it is in your house of resources and material things, um, it can prompt you to declutter, to simplify, um, to purge, to get rid of things, um, or even to make significant purchases that you may need something um, that will help you in your work or your career or will help you in, you know, just um, in your house and stuff like that. But changes in your career or income are definitely connected. So your career might have, you might have had a shift there. Maybe you got a new job or maybe you got a promotion or maybe you realize that you love this, this job or it's good for your income. Um, or maybe you realize that you need to leave it, right? Um, so all of those things um, can happen with an eclipse. It's all about the shifts, the changes. Um, and so income is very tied in with your career or jobs and stuff. So um, definitely your work and your career could be affected by these eclipses as well. Um, hopefully it was a good thing because that shift in October of 2023 is now going to be a next chapter of that shift coming in March of 2024. So on March 2024, March 25th, 2024, um, we have another wonderful full moon, a lunar eclipse in Libra at five degrees. And so this will be a, another chapter of that same kind of stuff that was going on already. Um, so this could be like a reevaluation again of, of your investments and your resources and your money. Um, it could be a lot of changes in your spending habits and um, even your goals and stuff. Um, so yeah. Anyways, um, after that, after March 25th, um, we're going to have another eclipse on April 8th of 2024. And so this will be at Aries, 19 degrees. It'll be a new moon eclipse, new moon solar eclipse, which means new beginnings for you. So April 8th, there's new beginnings for you in your eighth house. So this is going to be all about intimacy and shared resources and your, um, like your psychological health. <laughs> so this has already been started, right? It was probably impacted you back in October and um, now it's impacting you again. This is about you transforming your experiences and your relationships um, it can be all about major shifts in your partnerships. Um, it can it can really be 
things that are that are changing your whole life, right? Um, there can be changes in your your sexual connections. So um, you know, it could be changes in terms of how you go about your intimate and sexual connections, um, how you deal with them. Um, it can involve deepening of intimacy with partners. Or it could be reevaluating your approach to your partnerships, your approach to your intimate connections. Um, it could be that you realize things about yourself that you didn't know. It could be um, that shared finances and investments come up for you. Inheritance can come up for you at this point. Um, anything to do with other people's money and other people's stuff. <laughs> um, so matters related to inheritance could come up and also. Um, this can really trigger a lot of intense psychological growth for you and encourage you to step up and confront your own fears and unresolved issues. Uh, so this is a good time for you to evaluate and see if you're making good choices for yourself um, and also other people because it is eighth house, you know, and really reevaluate yourself and do some shadow work. Uh, tantric yoga is really good for this. Really doing some good trance work um, can help you to go in and get answers that are really helpful for you in this area. So anyways, that's the eclipses coming up in March and April, but let's move on to the eclipses happening in September and October of 2024. So you have an eclipse on September 17th of 2024 in your seventh house. <laughs> So this will be in Pisces at 25 degrees. It will be a full moon lunar eclipse, which means it's going to really be uh, a strong like opening for you in this area. So when eclipses happen in your seventh house, this brings about significant shifts in your partnerships, relationships, and how you deal with them. So this can be a really, really big one for you. It can be about deepening and evolving um, your existing relationships or realizing um, what you need in relationships or realizing something about a relationship. It can also be that you meet someone new all of a sudden around this time. But, you know, this, this can involve, you know, anything from engagements to marriage um, divorce, all of those subjects can come up with the seventh house. Uh, so this is about learning to balance um, your relationships and finding mutual growth together. Um, and if you're not in a relationship, it can really bring a lot of realizations about what you need in partnerships and relationships. Um, it can bring, you know, unresolved issues up to the forefront in terms of relationship healing. And it can also encourage you to have open communication um, to address some challenges in your relationships. So it might be that maybe something wasn't said and all of a sudden now it's said, you know. Um, and it can also heighten your awareness of your own perspectives in your relationships. And it's a good time to develop empathy and deeper understanding of your partner's points of views. So it's a catalyst for growth. <laughs> Big time. Anyways, let's move on to October 2nd of 2024, our next eclipse. October 2nd, we'll have Libra at four degrees, new moon solar eclipse. So again, a new chapter in your second house of resources, finances, and self-worth. 
So hopefully it'll be a new beginning for you, a new good chapter for you, maybe new good things happening for you in that area. Maybe some new promotions, maybe some new realizations and some good shifts in that area. So the last challenging aspect I'm going to talk about before I go into the fun aspects, let's talk about um, the end of the year, December 6th through February 23rd next year. So December 6th of 2024 till February 23rd of 2025, you're going to have Mars retrograding in Cancer and Leo. And so that Mars retrograde will be hitting your 11th and 12th houses. And so Mars retrograde is an agitating kind of energy. It makes you reevaluate and um, kind of step back and slow down in the area of your power. And so Mars retrograde in the 12th house, it can manifest as inner conflicts um, or just like an agitation that you don't even realize is there. There might be a need to confront repressed frustration or repressed anger issues, repressed desires can come up. So this is a good time to do shadow work. Mars retrograde, it can really bring your unresolved stuff though to the forefront. And um, it could be related to the past a lot of times or just unresolved issues will kind of come to the forefront. But this is a good opportunity for you to deal with this. And so you want to be careful. And um, sometimes it'll lead to like a little bit of a withdrawal like you'll want to withdraw from people a little bit with this Mars going retrograde in your 12th house. It's a good time for some solitude and a lot of meditation work. It's an introspective phase and it's good for like self-discovery and resetting yourself for more power in your life. And um, it'll also be retrograding in your 11th house. And this will prompt a reevaluation of your friendships and your group associations. So you might find yourself reflecting on authenticity and the benefits of your social connections. It could be that um, there's just conflict that comes up in your friendships and in your social groups and connections. Um, But it's a good time to kind of reassess that area and be careful because if you do confront somebody or start something where you think it's not going to be that big of a deal, A lot of times with this kind of Mars retrograde energy, um, it lasts a few months. So that conflict can actually be deeper and get kind of blown up a little bit more than you would think it would. It can last longer. So just be aware of that. And so if you start getting snippy with people, just step back and maybe um, do some more meditation work to kind of clear out that agitated energy. Um, because really it's, it's a, it is an agitating energy. And so you don't want that coming out when you don't want it to, you want to have control over it. So this period will encourage you to review your own assertiveness and to review your own leadership style within your social circles too. And you may question how you assert your individuality within your groups and whether you need to adjust that area and maybe how you go about, Um, expressing your opinions and your ideas and things like that could come up. So it's all about your social life this year, though. Anyways, let's go on to the positive aspects. So the positive aspect for you, um, we have uh, back in August of 2023 until now, January 27th, there is a Uranus retrograde. 
Okay, so once we hit January 27th of 2024 this year, this month, uh, Uranus will finally go direct, right? So it's been retrograding in Taurus, which is your ninth house. So you've probably felt some stuck energy in your ninth house. And your ninth house is, uh, it has to do with like um, expansion of the mind, beliefs and intuition. Also, like um, your worldviews, your beliefs, your philosophies, um, you know, traveling, long, long-term traveling and things like that, higher education, right? So as Uranus has been retrograding there since August, you've probably felt a little stuck in that area. Maybe you felt like, you know, you're kind of not sure about that area. Before that, it's already been, Uranus has been in your ninth house of this higher education and philosophies and beliefs and faith and intuition and stuff. It's been in that area for you uh, since, uh, gosh, it's been about five years. So it's already been, you know, really impacting you to go through, um, going through like unexpected developments, um, you know, unexpected changes and shifts in that area, enlightenment in that area. You've probably been going through some awakening and, you know, um, realizing that you have certain intuitions, maybe that you didn't realize, but then since it's been retrograding these past, you know, five, six months or whatever, it's it's had like a stuck kind of energy for people. So as it shifts forward and direct again, as the shift happens January 27th, um, this stuck energy is going to lift and you're going to feel a little bit better in that area, especially once we hit April, because Jupiter is now also in this house. So Jupiter expands things and provides opportunity and luck. And so that has been going on since May. So Jupiter has been going in through this ninth house for you since May of 2023. And so it will be there until this May of 2024. And in April, Jupiter will join Uranus all through April. And so there will be some unexpected developments and opportunities in this area of your ninth house. You could have all of a sudden a desire to travel. Um, unconventional destinations might even come up for you. And it could also be about your intellectual pursuits where maybe you want to go back to college or get a new degree or something like that could come up. Um, but this conjunction, this joining of these two planets in your ninth house, it amplifier amplifies your desires for expansion. And so this could be um, philosophical break breakthroughs for you. All of a sudden you realize um, intuitions that you didn't have. You know how to listen to your high self. You have like an awakening. Um, it, it could also, you know, really expand you in technology as well. Um, because Uranus rules technologies. And so all of a sudden you might start using a new technology or um, really getting into some new technologies, maybe artificial intelligence or something like that. Um, but this transit can expand your social circles as well. It can really introduce you to a lot of different types of people and ideas. And um, you can feel like a magnetic pull to travel and expand and learn about people and philosophies and culture and things like that. And it can really um, also ignite a passion for social activism and um, social justice. So you might end up feeling like you need to advocate <laughs> for some new ideas or positive changes um, in, in the world. 
So yeah, it's it's an interesting one having Jupiter and Uranus up there um, in your ninth house at the top of your, your astrology chart. Uh, so this is good and this is fun and this is expansive and um, hopefully you'll have a really wonderful April and a wonderful year as you learn new things. Thanks so much. And um, if you want to download my free ebook that I have up, it is all about love and sex in astrology. Uh, so you can find that on my website at brandyjoy.com. And I hope to see you for my next episode next week. So have a beautiful week.